You're listening to an encore presentation of The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere show, or you can listen to the show on our YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. And I am your host, Tina Mitchell, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and our local economy and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I am here to answer any questions or more importantly, to connect you with the guests I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And the lineup for today's show, I have the one and only Carrie Scott of John L. Scott, West Seattle, managing broker, John L. Scott, top 1%, team leader, and strategic problem solver. Also, if you're watching my show on our Facebook premiere or the YouTube channel, I would like to introduce our engineer at Hubbard Radio, Benny. I could not do the show without him. Aww. Thank you, Benny, for everything that you do. You're welcome. Thank you. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topics discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And let's go ahead and start out the show as I do each week with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. The Fed has been buying $120 billion each month, including $40 billion of mortgage bonds and $80 billion of treasuries in order to inject liquidity into the markets and to keep long-term rates low to promote borrowing and expansion. On Wednesday, the Feds said that they would start reducing that amount by $15 billion in November and $15 billion in December. The breakdown is $5 billion reduction in mortgage-backed securities and $10 billion reduction in treasuries. While I fully expected this announcement, I thought that they would wait until December, but they said that they may change the amount of the taper in future months, either more or less, depending on the economic conditions. If the Fed were to continue to reduce their purchases by $15 billion per month, they would still be done with their outright purchases. They'd be completed with them in June of 2022. But over that time, they would still have bought an additional $500 billion in mortgage-backed securities and treasuries. For perspective, the total amount that they bought during QE1 and QE2 during the Great Recession, during the financial meltdown of 20 or 2008, was 600 billion each time, so that they are still going to be buying a ton more. Even with tapering, the Fed's balance sheet will increase from 8.5 trillion to 9 trillion, which is a staggering number. Additionally, the Fed said that they have not even talked about the reducing their balance sheet and stopping the reinvestments. The Fed's hold mortgage back 
mortgage bonds and treasury, which means that they receive principal payments for those holdings, which they normally it would reduce their amount of their balance sheet over time. Some of those securities would naturally mature as well. But the Fed has been taking all of those proceeds and reinvesting them back in to mortgage bonds, which has prevented their balance sheet from getting smaller at all. Those reinvestments amount to a massive additional $60 billion per month. So even when they stop their outright purchase by June, they're still going to remain quite accommodative under until they start allowing their balance sheet to reduce over time. Now, this was all well. Uh, telegraphed, but the big question is when the Fed will start hiking rates. The Fed has two mandates, stable prices and maximize employment. Some would argue that they also have a third mandate, which would be higher stock prices. Now, regarding inflation, the Fed changed their language and said that the inflation was elevated, but reflecting factors that are expected to be transitory. They changed the language to reflect that there is a lot of uncertainty regarding inflation. Basically, they're hoping that the supply chain bottlenecks ease and that causes inflation to move lower. The real thing that the Fed could do to curb inflation would be to hike rates. But Powell said during his talk that he does not want to suppress the demand side on the economy and hike rates until the labor markets heal further. Bottom line, Powell did not give an indication of of the rate height, and it's expected that we will see the first one sometime during the latter part of 2022. Now, a rate height would most likely be great for mortgage interest rates as it would most likely improve inflation. It's important to understand the difference between the Fed's fund rate, the prime rate, and mortgage interest rates. When the Fed's hike rates, it is a direct impact on the Fed's fund rate and the prime rate, but not mortgage rates. The Fed's fund rate is the interest rate that banks charge each other to lend Federal Reserve funds overnight. Now, the prime rate is based on the Fed's fund rate and is used to determine the cost banks will lend to consumers for short-term loans, like credit cards, carpet loans, home equity lines of credit, uh, personal lines of credit. These are all impacted by prime increasing or decreasing. Mortgage rates are not directly tied to the Fed's fund or to the prime rate. They are directly tied to the Fannie Mae 30-year bond. We will likely continue to see mortgage rates increase as inflation is on the rise. Inflation is the arch enemy to the bond market, which then arch enemy to mortgage interest rates. When bonds drop in trading price, mortgage rates will increase. A good indicator for inflation is the consumer price index and the produce price index. The CPI, consumer price index, is the cost to consumers for goods that they pay at the store. The PPI, producer price index, is the cost wholesalers pay for their parts. Now, PPI goes up, wholesales prices go up. They make less or pass that on to the consumer. A higher CPI and PPI means inflation, and that is bad for mortgage interest rates. On a positive note, homeowners benefit from inflation because the money that they pay back, their fixed mortgage payment is worth less today than it was yesterday, but it's fixed. The higher the inflation rate, the sooner your home value doubles based on the rule of 72. Also, home prices usually rise with inflation. As the value of the dollar is worth less due to the higher inflation, it will take more dollars to purchase that same property. Real estate has traditionally worked well as a hedge against inflation. Your home's increasing value will offset some 
or all of the inflation. There are only a handful of hedges against inflation, real estate, gold, assets that will inflate at the cost of everything else going up. And so a call to action is if you are not in the real estate market, now's the time to get in. Again, real estate favors well with inflation. Mortgage interest rates most likely will continue to go up. And so get out there and take a look at homes. And what a great way to segment in to our first uh, guest, because we're going to be talking about the real estate market. And that is your money chat. Coming up next in the money hour, managing broker, John L. Scott, top 1% team lead and strategic problem solver, Terry Scott of John L. Scott, West Seattle, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. There's a reason they invented the internet. It's called 1150kknw.com. You're listening to an encore presentation of The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, The Saturday Show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere show, or you can listen to the show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on any of my upcoming events, please go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host. Tina Mitchell. It is a great day to talk about money, and that is what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and for your family. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 411 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, we have Carrie Scott of John L. Scott West Seattle, managing broker, John L. Scott, top 1% team leader and strategic problem solver right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tina. Tina. Yeah, so excited to showcase you, your success, and also to share your expertise with our, with our listeners when it comes to real estate. A little bit about Carrie, a year-over-year -year top producer has been with John L. Scott Real Estate, helping buyers and sellers for the last 22 years. She has a team of three, Lynn Sterling, her licensed assistant for the last almost 20 years, and Claire Rosenberg has been on the team for four years doing marketing and in January of 2021 came on full time as a second licensed assistant showing agent. Congratulations, uh, Claire. Carrie has been coached consistently for the last 22 years through Brian Buffini and Company, which is the largest real estate coaching company in the world. A certified Buffini and Company mentor and facilitator, a certified luxury home marketing specialist, Carrie and her team's commitment to client experience is unparalleled. 
a master negotiator with a ton of experience and always here to help. 95% of her business is by repeat and referral, and she considers her clients her friends. Her goal for every client is to be so delighted with the level of service received that they can't wait to refer her to her friends and family members, which they do. That's why she's in the top 1%. Carrie is a 13-time five-star professional award winner for outstanding customer service, and this is voted by her peers and her clients. For more information, on Carrie Scott, please Google Carrie Scott Zillow reviews to see that she has 90 plus five-star reviews. You can also reach Carrie at 206-799-8343. That's 206-799-8343. Because if you are in the real estate market looking to buy or sell, you definitely need to reach out to Carrie. So Carrie, again, I'm just excited to have you here, not for one segment, not for two segments, but for three segments, which is in the entire show, except for my first part, which I do a little money chat. So uh, Carrie, since the pandemic started, what have you learned and experienced? A lot. I'm sure. Um, probably the number one thing is people need people. You know, you've had to pick who your pot's going to be. You've got to decide who you're going to invite in your home. You have to decide um, what's the risk of going out and doing. People had to make all these decisions that we've never in my lifetime ever had to make before. Um, how are you going to work? How are you going to homeschool your kids? Um, how are you going to homeschool your kids and still go to work in your home yourself? Make sure the dog's not barking in the back. Um, who's making lunch when you have a meeting? I mean, we've learned a lot this last year. Yeah, it's in and different challenges that each of us had to have to deal with, depending on some of those things that you uh, that you brought up, Carrie. And what pivots have you had to make? Well, my team of three, I have I'm in my home office. Claire's in our John L. Scott office and Lynn's at her home. So we've had to learn how to be a team and sometimes go days without ever seeing each other. So that's been, I mean, thank God for Zoom, right? We've just been on, we've been Zoom, Zoom, Zooming for quite a long time. Yeah. And we've had to really learn how to be very clear with our communications and um, just do things differently than, than we ever have had to do it before, which we're doing and it's, it's, it's thriving and it's working and um, anything's possible if you really put your mind to it. Yeah, for, for sure. And definitely seeing that in these uh, for some trying times when for others, they've been able to uh, maximize their results. I know you've had, you know, one of your best years ever in the middle of a, a pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, again, always being in the top 1%, but even in better in that volume. So Carrie, what's been noticeably different for you from 2021 to 2022, 2022 in real estate? Relationships. Mm -hmm. We really went deep with our relationships relationships this year with our clients and last year because we really, I have a very strong client appreciation program where my clients hear from me one way or the other, but whether it's email or I stop by, I do a porch buy, I used to do a pop buy where I pop by with things at their houses. Um, now I do porch buys and I throw it on their porch and then I text them and say I've been by because, you know, we weren't going to people's houses at all last year. So um, just just really seeing, just going deep with who you are. And last year was all about customer care. 
you know, who knew if I was going to sell one house or 45 or 50 houses? We had no idea. So the main thing, we just wanted to let our clients know we're there for them. If you need anything, how are you? Because that's what people needed last year. They needed check-in calls. And what transpired from that is that people sat in their houses and were in them more than they probably ever wanted to be, not going places. So they really saw the things in their houses that maybe they thought they'd always change someday. And now the someday happens. So People called me, they wanted to move. People called me, they wanted to upsize. They wanted to downsize. They wanted to be closer to family. I had more clients probably move to be closer to family than any other reason why they bought or sold. So, Well, and people coming out of the city to get a bigger house in the suburbs because of everything that's happening in the city and the ability to be able to work from home so they don't have to commute into the office anymore. Right. Traffic was not an issue when you could work from home. Yeah. And outside spaces, people just wanted a space where no one told them that they couldn't go or they had to follow a protocol. It was one of the space they could try to feel somewhat normal. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Carrie, what are three things that you did to not just survive in the pandemic, but to thrive? Well, we were open to changing everything and everything how we did it. So my word for last year was to change the systems because what we were doing was no longer applicable. So we really went into this deep client care. I think we did like almost 900 porch buys last year. Um, We always have a big pie party because if you're one of my clients, you're invited to come by my office or actually I usually invite you to my house. Mm -hmm. I have like a hundred or more clients come and I give them pies or pumpkin bread. Yeah. And um, I thought, how am I still going to do that? I still want to give to them. So I created a, a fly-by, drive-by, contactless, a white glove delivery of a pie to your car. So I sent out invitations and then they ordered what they want by a certain deadline. And then I had the baker make everything. Then I brought them to the office and Claire and Lynn and I, um, they would text and tell us when they were coming. And then we would run out with these really ridiculous baker hats on, <laughs> a happy Thanksgiving mask. And a raincoat with a, a apron that says "Got Real Estate." And when they would pull up in front of our office, which my sweet husband was out in the street with these orange cones and a lightsaber and a safety vest, pulling people through our drive-by where they could just drive in front of our office and drive right out. So we were creating a bit of a spectacle on the street, but it actually really worked. And we'd run out to your car, you'd open your window, we'd wear our white gloves, we'd hand you a pie, wow. we'd say hi. Here's a high, a virtual hug, and a pie, and happy Thanksgiving. And we had like 75 cars go through our drive-by last year. So that was the way we had to pivot to do something different. But we wanted to let them know we're thinking of them. Um, They lined up down the street, and they were just rolling through our drive-by, through our cones, through the front. And so we just changed things up, things like that, and how we communicate as a team. And how I I, um, meet with clients virtually more last year than I ever did before. And... um, how we could figure out how to actually see them face to face and make it safe. Yes. Yeah, that is so uh, great, uh, Carrie, to see that you were able to still have that high level of contact with your clients that they're used to, which is why you're so successful uh, and be able to do that in, uh, in a safe way. So Carrie, what led you into the real estate industry 22 years ago? I was an event planner before- 23 years ago. I know they <laughs> seem to add up, don't they? <laughs> so I, um, I had just sold my business and I was an event planner and my mom said, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I got to figure it out. I mean, I have two smaller kids and what are we going to do? So, um, 
she said, why don't you become a realtor? I, and my mom is a realtor. My mom is still a realtor. My mom's been a realtor for 45 years wow. for John L. Scott and still sells real estate and is killing it. Right. So I said, she was, why don't you be a realtor? I think you'd be good. And I'm like, oh no, I grew up of a kid of a realtor. You work way too much. I don't think I ever want to be a realtor. Uh-huh. And she was like, oh, well, if you ever change your mind, let me know. And so I waited like about three or four months and I started dabbling, doing informational interviews. Like, what do I want to do? Like, what's my, what's my next, what's my next act? And um, I finally was talking to her one day and she said, why don't you just try? If you don't like it, you can leave. And if you like it, you can, it's a great living. So needless to say, I got my license. I became a realtor. Um, I uh, went to this, uh, Brian Buffini thing on coaching and I thought oh that would be good for me to do my mom said if you do it I'll do it so I I signed up two weeks later I got my license I started uh I went to my first open house that was my mom's client and I held it open for her and I ended up selling it and I subsequently long story short I sold eight houses in 10 weeks oh my and I said mom I think I like real estate <laughs> yeah and, um, but, but then what happened, then the real work began because I had a nice beginner's luck and then I had to figure out, well, how do I do that again? So I had to really learn how to lead generate and let everyone I know that I'm here to help them. And I partnered with my mom for the first three years. And so I had like all, she had been selling 20 years by that point. So she had a lot of experience. And so we, we did a lot together, but then it turned out that I, I kept wanting to do more. So I went off on my own and um, got Lynn as my assistant. And then the rest has kind of been history. So Lynn's been my assistant for almost, it'll be 20 years, I think in February. So everything um, because of the coaching and the client contact, and I'm all about referral. I'm all about working by referral. My clients are my walking, talking billboards to say that I will take care of you and I will fight for you. And I'm a really good negotiator. So call me. Right. So that's how my whole business has been based. And it's compounded on that. And I just like to love up on my clients, let them know how much I appreciate them. So I have this big client appreciation program that, you know, we're still doing even in a pandemic. So for those of you that are listening to the show, if you're listening right now and you're looking at starting a new business or you're in a business that you've been in for years and you've never been able to reach the level of success that you want, I want you to listen to a couple of things that, that Kiria said, you know, stop stalking the cold and work and court the warm, the people that you already know, um, that already appreciate what you have to offer. And also if you listen to Carrie, she started in a really powerful coaching company, the, the number one real estate coaching company in the, in the world, um, uh, Buffini and company. And she's been with them ever since she still coaches, even though she's in the top one percentile in the real estate space herself. And not only does she coach, but she is a certified mentor through her coaching company and she facilitates. So, you know, to be the best, you, you, you need to take care of the people that already know you and you need to constantly be leveling up through a great coaching, right, Carrie? Oh, and the the beauty of it is way more fun to work with people who know you and trust you at the get-go or have been referred to you by a friend or family member who knows and trusts you. So you've already got that going for you. So you have a much better chance of being super successful with them because they already know you're not just some internet person, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so true. And then you become their realtor for life. Yeah. And, you know, you work with, I've worked with my clients and their parents and their kids and their cousins. And it's just, it's just such a great way to work. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it it really it really is. So as we're wrapping up uh, my first uh, segment with you, Carrie, what else is something that you've learned in during your twenty three career twenty three year career in real estate? Consistency is the key. Yeah, it's nothing special. There's no secret potion. There, you know, you don't wake up and one day you're successful. It's because everything you do today affects your tomorrow. And if you're consistent with how you treat people, how you service people and let them know that you are there for them, they will be advocates for life. And that's really what my client base is. Yeah, Most of them are my way. friends anyway. And they come and they eat and drink in my house. And so, yeah. you know, I, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Yeah. Well, what a great way to end our first segment. And coming up next on the Many Hour continued conversation with managing broker, John L. Scott, top 1%, team leader, and strategic problem solver, Carrie Scott of John L. Scott West Seattle, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. So have you been thinking about buying or selling and just not sure if it's the right time? Have you been stalking the websites multiple times a day and dreaming about your new home or even moving closer to family? Do you simply need more space? If you had any of these thoughts and, well, always end up saying, someday, well, your someday is today. And Carrie Scott can help you make the next move, whether buying or selling. Carrie Scott with John L. Scott Real Estate can help you plan, design, and navigate your next move. With 22 years of real estate experience, this 1% top producer, managing broker, certified luxury home marketing specialist can help you from start to finish. Carrie and her team's commitment to client experience is unparalleled. Carrie is an expert in helping you prepare your home to be market ready. And all you have to do is call Carrie, 206-799-8343. That's 206-799-8343. Call Carrie now. You'll be glad you did. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. You're listening to an encore presentation of The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere show, or you can listen to the show on my YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. I am here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I am here to answer any questions or connect you with my guest, Carrie, who is on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyaragot.com. And our continued conversation with Carrie of John L. Scott Westside Seattle Managing Broker, John L. Scott Top 1% Team Leader and Strategic problem solver right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So Carrie, we were um, covered a lot in uh, my first uh, segment with you in conversation, kind of wrapping things up, everything that you've learned over the last 23 years in real estate, what's kind of happened and changed and had needed to pivot in the pandemic and how you've been able to do that at a very high level. Carrie, what is something, a unique aspect uh, that you do? We listen. We listen to the client. 
We, we really want to know what their expectations are, what their goals are, and then we help them achieve those goals. So we're, we try to be the dream makers and then we become the problem solvers along the way. I love that dream maker. And then you're a problem solver. Well, you know, in real estate, it's location, location, location. And when you're working with clients, it's listen, listen, yeah. and listen, right? Yeah. yeah. If so, people feel that they're being heard, yes. they're more likely to listen to what you have to say. Then. Absolutely. And they, and you need to hear them at a deep level in order to truly understand what they're trying to accomplish, the why behind they're trying to accomplish that, because that's the only way that you can be a true problem solver is really understanding. And that takes a lot of listening to get to the core of what they're trying to communicate. Correct. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So Carrie, how is running a successful business different than what you thought it would be when you started uh, in real estate 23 years ago? Well, I, I thought I knew a lot about real estate because I watched my mom as a kid doing it. And then I realized once I started, there's a difference between thinking you know about it and then actually doing it. And people that are in real estate, they realize it's so much work than they ever thought it was going to be. And you have to have many, many skill sets. You know, you, go, you need to be the CEO of your company and then you need to be the CFO of your company. And then you need to be the COO of your company. So you wear a lot of hats between um, taking care of people, knowing your contracts, uh, being a strategic negotiator, and, you know, hand-holding people and giving them advice on how to manage situations. So it's a very large, encompassing job, for sure. Well, and you're, you're a, a counselor as well, because you're managing the, the biggest asset that they have, whether it's buying that big asset or it's selling that mm -hmm. big asset and maybe getting into another one and trying to transition all or coordinate all of that at one time. So you're their, uh, their counselor as well, right? You know, I'm there to help and consult. And I always come to the point of view, I'm not going to tell them to do anything that I wouldn't do or put my name to myself. Yeah. Yeah. So Carrie, what sets you aside? Uh, one important thing uh, that sets you aside from all of the massive competitors in the market? Well, it's the relationships yeah. for sure. It's my proven track record. I'm really quick. Like I'm a quick thinker. So that makes me a very good negotiator. And uh, I can feel where, where things are going and I can kind of roll with how that is. And you have to be able just to make these game time or game day or game minute decisions. That could be the difference between you getting the bid when you're representing a buyer yeah. or, or uh, trying to get your seller the most money you can with multiple offers. Yeah. So it's really all encompassing. And the fact is, I love it. I'm good at it. I have fun with it. Like, this is fun for me to chat with you about it too. Uh, and we could talk for hours. I know we yes, could, right? Absolutely. But, um, and I just think the thing is, uh, I, I, I do it because I want my clients to win. My mom told me the first day I started, uh, there was a woman in our office and she said, I walked in and I, and her name was Helen. I said, Helen, I just got my license. I'm all shiny and fresh and kind of excited because I passed the test and everything. And she looked at me behind the counter and she'd been selling for like 45 years herself. And she looked at me and she said, Hey kid, are you sure you want to do that? And, I her. <laughs> and I'm like, Helen, I, I just got my list. She goes, she goes, you better have a tough skin because people are going to eat you up and spit you out. He goes, are you sure you want to do that? She goes, you could, you don't have to. And I thought, what a crusty pup, right? I'm like, yeah. well, that was the best advice I'd ever given on day one, because 
you know, you're working with people and their expectations and you can, you know, you've got to know where your boundaries are and you, you, you know more than they do. So you have to learn how to help guide them to where they need to be so they can be successful. So they'll be so happy. Yeah. And so you can't please all the people all the time, but you can please most of them. Right. And with a skill set, and you learn how to speak and you listen and you know where where to go. Um, otherwise you might turn into a crusty pup, like my sweet Helen was right. (laughs) So I I think that was some of the best advice I, I ever given. And, and the, and the one thing too, is always keep who you are forward because there's no real estate deal in the world. That's ever worth anything that would take away from you as a person. Yeah. So, so true. And if you're listening to the show right now, especially on the buyer side, um, critically important that you work with an agent that has a reputation at the level Carrie does, because with all of the multiple offers right now, the listing agent that represents the seller, which Carrie does both listing agent and buyer agent, but if she's representing you as a buyer, um, they're looking at that agent. How many transactions have they done? The 90 plus reviews, that is impressive. Five-star reviews is impressive, Carrie, uh, because that agent that represents the seller, they want to make sure that they're working with an agent that is not just good because you're great, Carrie, great in the whole navigating the process to ensure everything's going to turn out okay at the end, because a lot of the times it doesn't. It is because of the lack of expertise that the real estate agent that's representing you has. So um, uh, yeah, definitely goes a very, very long way in continued success in being able to build that for yourself. So Carrie, um, what is your key to success in addition to all of the great information that you've shared uh, today? Well, I think it's being coached by a coaching company that keeps me up on everything that's up to date. You know, I, I hear the predictions for what's going to happen. I, I, I'm up on, you know, what's going on in banking and finance and, you know, just the whole world platform, because that definitely has an effect on real estate as real estate has an effect on it. That's why your show, Tina, is so valuable because you're educating people who may not be in the real estate market, but love it and have a passion for it and are on their phones looking at things all the time. And you're giving them a roadmap of what's going on that that can make sense to anybody instead of some of this mumbo jumbo that it's just too complicated. So you're helping a lot of people do that. And what I do is I just try to transfer that to what's presently going with with a buyer. It was difficult being a buyer's estate agent this time because you'd be up against 10, 15 offers at a time. And a lot of it was just buyer education and let's, let's face it. So many people, you know, we wait financing contingencies this year just to be competitive and we've never done it like this before, but if you wanted to win and you have a good lender like Tina that will say, okay, waive your financing contingency, but you have to have that golden egg pot of money. If for some reason it doesn't appraise because we don't want you to lose your earnest money. I mean, you have to have these conversations that you've never had to have before up until the last year. Yeah. I know, uh, uh, definitely crazy times. And I've been in the industry for uh, over a quarter of a century. I'm on my 26 year, 2022 will be 27 years. And, and before the pandemic, I just, you know, confidently would say to myself, I mean, I've seen everything I've been in every single market, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you're always shown that you actually have not been in every single market. This market definitely, uh, is a new one that I can, uh, uh, put a check next to, uh, that it was a different market. So on that note, what do you predict for 2022 for the real estate market? Okay, Carrie's predictions are- Carrie's predictions, yeah. I think we're going to have a very similar year to what we had this year. Okay. I don't think it's going to be quite as fast. 
I think interest rates play a huge part on where we're going to land and, you know, if we're going to have multiple offers or escalated prices. Um, I, I think we may go back and we might see more um, inspections instead of just pre-inspections. I think we may see full financing contingencies instead of everything waived, but there will always be those houses, those special houses that will command that because there's people just dying to look for them. And, you know, we have been in an inventory shortage. That's why so many things would have, have gone escalated beyond where we thought that they would, which yeah. made it really hard for lenders and appraisers because they didn't have appraisals on markets. Like I've had some houses that just went ridiculous and I'm like, wow, it was just even surprising for me. Which is another reason why you want a full-time agent that's in it every day, that just doesn't do it part-time. Because the one thing I can say that I've learned about real estate is that I'll never know everything. And after, even after 22 years, going into my 23rd, I'm still learning more and more and more. And that knowledge compounds again and again and again. And I think, why did anybody ever work with me when I was brand new? Well, but I see that I all the have, time as well. How did yeah. I even make it through my first two years? I have yeah. no idea how we did it. I had my mom with me. I guess me. it's naive. I was just naive and had no idea what I was getting myself into. I, and, and, you know, there's a huge contractual obligation. Like I, I take tons of training every year. I go to conferences all over and I run small groups that, that I have over the years. And I'm in a, a weekly accountability meeting with five other realtor friends that are from across the country that we meet every Thursday at 9 a.m. from 9 to 10 a.m. and we have since the pandemic started as a way to help each other because we all didn't know how to navigate through this craziness and it's just you know you need good people need good people to create good experiences and that's that's what we hope that our clients feel and that's what I feel with the other people that I associate with like you. Yeah. Anyone that's in the top 1%, no matter what we're talking about, if it's in sports or it's in real estate or it's in uh, uh, mortgage, because I'm in the top 1% uh, and the nation made it again in 2020. And if you look at all um, that are at the best of the best at what they do, they have coaches. They're continuing to learn. They continue to have somebody looking outside from the outside, because it's hard for you to see within your own space, mm -hmm. uh, some of the areas that uh, could use improvement and the accountability, again, the best of the best in every sport uh, has accountability and coaches that keep them, you know, so um, mm -hmm. such a, a, a big takeaway for uh, if you're listening to the show uh, today. So Carrie, uh, what else have you seen that has uh, our current environment impacted the real estate market? Well, before I answer that question, one thing I wanted to do to piggyback on what we were just saying is one thing that really helped me is I read a book a few years ago called The 12-Week Year by Brian Moran. Yeah, that's and it's about, it's about going 12 weeks like that's your whole entire year. Yeah. So like, because you know how I always have a tendency to do a lot in the fourth quarter because we know it's the end of the year and we're trying to make the goal. But if you have these 90-day goals and you really ardently want to achieve them, following this program is so beneficial. Let's say you want to lose 10 pounds or you want to go climb Mount Kilimanjaro or you want to remodel your house or you, know, you want to run a marathon or you just want to help your clients at a deep, deeper level in real estate or whatever industry that you're in. That book has taken a, a whole year in bite-sized pieces, four of them, four 12-week years, and just made the, the results that you can do when you put your mind to something that you can really focus on for 90 days is pretty extraordinary. Yes. So I, I love that. So the next question you had was, again, 
Yeah, so the next question is um, with what else is happening in our current um, environment? Actually, you know what, Carrie, let's go ahead and leave this. I'm going to take us to commercial break. Okay. It'll be a good time to uh, take us into our uh, third conversation with you. So coming up next in the money, our continued conversation with managing broker, John L. Scott, top 1%, team leader and strategic problem solver, Carrie Scott at John L. Scott, West Seattle, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. You're listening to an encore presentation of The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday show. You can also listen to my podcast, Facebook premiere show, or the show on my show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, you can go to tinamitchellevents.com. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. I bring into studio, virtual studio, each week the best of the best experts in our local market regarding your money. I am here to help you in today's economy. And now continued conversation with Carrie Scott of John L. Scott West Seattle, managing broker of John L. Scott Top 1% team leader and strategic problem solver right here on 1150 AM KKNW. So Carrie, uh, as we were uh, wrapping up our last segment, I wanted to take us in to our, my next question is, uh, what else is happening in our current environment that is impacting uh, impacting our real estate market right now? Well, I think people are worried that interest rates are going to change because we're going into a new year. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're thinking they better ride this wave while they can. So I'm seeing a lot of clients that are still like, that they've been thinking about it. You know how you think about something and you think about it, Sunday you're going to do it, Sunday you're going to do it, and finally... You can't take your homeschooling room and you, you want a bigger space, just, you know, if kids are bigger, whatever it might be. And so I, I'm getting calls where we've been super busy this fall and, and early winter with people wanting to do their houses now, buy them or look for, a, like I've got many sets of buyers right now, we just don't have the inventory for them. Yeah. And so we're every day, we're just trying to, we're just trying to dig up the best inventory we can find to show them. And then on the seller side, I have sellers that were thinking, maybe I'll wait till January, but now with the economy, they're thinking, what if it's not as good? So they want to push and just go in the winter and just sell their houses. So they say, when is the best time to sell your house and or to buy a house? And I always say, when you're ready. I do this yeah. every month. So when you're ready, I'm ready to go. So, you know, there's just a lot of fodder, you know, no matter what you feel politically, there's going to be a change that you can just always tell that things are changing no matter what's happening. That's the one thing you can count on. So there'll be some change. Absolutely. And we know our market's super good right now. So why not take advantage of it? Yeah, two of my my own personal mind chefs um, connecting with the twelve uh, the twelve week year that you uh, uh, that you shared with the book is rejoicing in your small successes, and my second one taking the hard road, which represents change. And so I say hard road because to majority it's a hard road, but when you take it enough and create a habit around it, you see it actually leads you to easy street. If you're constantly looking how you can level up and change to be a little bit better today than you were yesterday. So let's talk about uh, the biggest challenge that you feel buyers are facing in today's real estate market? Well, the number one thing is just the competition. Yeah. You know, I just put a house on a million 260. I priced it at the top end of the range and 
I, in four days, I had nine offers and it went over a million five twenty. So, you know, you just, you just don't know what, you know, a lot of houses, if they're prepared well, and that's what I'm good at is I really help you prepare your house for sale yeah. so that the objections are, can be overcome easily. And then you'll get more money as a seller. But as a buyer, you've got to really come in with your A game because people are clamoring for good inventory and they're willing to pay for it. So that's a challenge right now. It's just lack of inventory and a lot of buyers and sellers. Yeah. So, a, you know, a shout out for the buyers is the, the biggest mistake that you can make is give up. Just know that your house is waiting for you. Mm-hmm. It might not be the first one, the second, third, fourth, or fifth offer that you make, but if you keep going and you don't give up, your home's going to find you. And that is, you know, um, I think that's where, where buyers are just, they're just getting fatigued and they, they give up and it hasn't changed that they want to buy a home, Mm -hmm. uh, especially for people that don't have a home. And, you Mm -hmm. know, um, uh, it's really important just to keep uh, going and then, you know, listen to your uh, real estate expert and work with one of the best of the best, like Carrie, that can really help you navigate and help help you to present that best offer and with her reputation, having a better chance of you being that chosen one in those multiple offers that come in on that particular home. So Carrie, what is the biggest challenge that you see your sellers are facing in today's real estate market or sellers in general? Well, for sellers, I just want to make sure they don't overprice it out the gate and let the market take it up to the higher tide. Because some they say, well, they got this. I said, but they started here and they got there. Unless there's like more than two on the block that have really escalated up, you need to go where the stats tell you to be. Because the worst thing you can do is overprice your house and then you don't get the tide rising and you don't have multiple offers and you become very lonely because not enough people are bringing you offers or coming to visit your house because you can't start at the escalated price. You have to start at the, the price statistically that fits for your neighborhood. Yeah. And another reason that you need to work with the best of the best, because pricing and figuring out how to price a home to maximize the buyers coming in for competition, which is then going to bring that, escalate that value up. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of expertise. It takes the expertise on the negotiation side, listing and all of that. So Mm -hmm. Carrie, what do you see buyers need to do to better prepare for the current environment if they want to purchase a home right now? Well, the first thing is we try to emotionally prepare them mm-hmm. because it's going to be a wild ride. And sometimes it feels like, you know, the car's a little out of control there, right? We're going to bring you back into the lane and take you to the finish line. But like, as you very astutely said earlier, the house that you end up with is supposed to be the one you're supposed to have. The house will find you. Yeah. It's so true. I've said this for years. I've said, you know, I have never, ever had anybody tell me in all these years up to today that they wish they would have got the house that got away. Yeah. For I, some reason, I ask my buyers all the time after five, you know, offers. I'm so how yeah. did you compare that with the other five offers that I didn't come through? Oh my God, I'm so glad that it's so yes. true. Yeah. And a couple of times I thought, oh, I don't know. This might break my perfect record after all these years. <laughs> and I skated through and they're like, no, we actually are so, and I'll ask them, I go, are you happy with this house? Is this the one you really want? Do you love it the most? How do you feel about the ones that got away? They're like, no, no, this was a better fit for us. And I, I can really honestly just tell them no one's ever said they would have got the house that got away. And I had one guy that I wrote him 11 offers <gasps> on Capitol Hill, 11 offers. He just couldn't compete. We kept getting 
it wasn't that we didn't write good offers, but we wrote the best offer we could based on what we had to work with. Right. And what got it was a relationship through another person that I knew that knew that, you know, we worked it out and we got the 11th offer and he was, he loves it. It was, he was so excited and delighted, but sometimes, you know, as an agent, you have to realize and tell them they may have to write five or six offers unless they have the means to come in strong out the gate. But most buyers, even if they do have the means, they don't want to just lay it out. Yeah. They, they have to learn a few times and then they will come to the party like to own it, just to yeah. win it. And maybe that's part of it is as well as, you know, to feel confident in how they got into the home that they've gone through and they understand, I mean, this is, this is the market and it's, it's what it's the, the value of your home is what a buyer is willing to pay for it. Yes. And, you know, it's the supply and demand mm-hmm. and, you know, it's the sellers, as you said, in, in great listing your, your property, it's not listing for what the other property sold for it's listing for what the data shows and that's why they're escalating up because what it's listed for is not what it's worth it's <laughs> it's it's to bring in the competition which then uh as, takes that value up to maximize yeah. uh you know maximize for the the sellers so carrie what do sellers need to do to prepare in our current environment if they want to sell their home okay so the way to get the most if you're a seller out there is that make your yard look beautiful, put some black mulch in the beds, mow it, edge it, blow it. Pressure wash, even if it's November, pressure wash. People love clean. Make sure your windows are clean. If you have a room and you love it and it is magenta, that's not gonna attract the wider buyer, the widest buyer audience. We have to, neutral is key right now. Everybody loves things neutral. They want calm and zen and peaceful. They don't want the, you know, a rainbow of colors in the house. They want it nice and cohesive. The other thing is um, if there's, you know, make sure your bathrooms and showers and your grout is really great. If you need to redo your floors or paint, those are the two in, most inexpensive things you can do to get the highest um, uh, payback for that. Um, staging is really important. Staging is so important. I get so much more money for my houses because they're staged. It's sometimes I get 20, 50, 75,000 more for a house just because it looks so fabulous. And it makes Um, sense because people connect they have an emotional connection as soon as they walk into that home. Right. And they don't want to look at your collections and your baseball caps and your clutter and all your figurines and all that. So, I mean, I always tell my clients, oh, you might not like me right now, but you'll love me later because I've had you pre-pack and we've just got you you're, you're, you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And your outside space for, for you know, whining and dining or eating or barbecuing is more important now than it's ever, ever been because yes. of what we're with the pandemic. Yeah. So getting your house prepared, I highly encourage all my clients to do a pre-inspection and to do a sewer scope so that we make it easy for a buyer who's lost three offers, not have to pay $800 yeah. to, pay, to buy for an inspection, pay for an inspection and a sewer scope that they're never going to have. And that way you have less wear and tear in your house as a seller from ladders being dragged around and tools falling and, you know, creating messes. Um, it's just, if you take the objections away on the front side by doing the little small things, it's like the sum of the parts, yep. you will get far more people interested. You'll have multiple offers. You'll have no inspection. You'll have no sewer scope and you'll get the most money and the smallest, shortest window of time. Yeah. And, and a lot less stress having to go through 
all of that uh, that you just listed uh, out, Carrie. So what is the one biggest mistake that a buyer could make today? That they overspend for what they can afford. You want to have food with your meals. Yeah. And if you're a first-time buyer, buy where you can afford. And yeah. then we'll step you up in a couple of years. Yeah. And I, I just want you to, you know, make sure you can still have a life while you have a house, right? And, and the other thing is um, when they're writing offers, they're, they can be very conservative out the gate, but they lose a few houses and they realize that if they really want to compete in this market, which I don't control and you don't control, but yeah. I will tell you strategically everything you need to do to win. Yeah. And then it's up to you if you want to do it, but I will guide you and educate you and totally, you know, counsel you on everything you need to do if you're willing to. And if you're not, it's okay. Um, a lot of times too, when buyers are looking like, say they're looking for houses between six and uh, 900, right? Or 700 and 900. You really can't look at 900 right now. You need to more really look more like 800. So you have runway so that you can be competitive. Yeah. And if you think that you, you know, you're close to being more competitive, but you need a few more months to save more down payment, then let's do that. Absolutely. Because then you'll, it, you won't spend months trying to buy houses that you really want, that you don't quite have the, mm, to really take it to the finish line. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, really looking, uh, again, taking the expert uh, advice from a top agent like Carrie and looking at the data. I mean, you can see how much homes are going over what they were actually listed. And so you can see that, you know, that that's happening out there and also understanding, you know, really what a per 10,000 calculation means in your mortgage payment. It depends mm -hmm. on down payment, but it's 45 to maybe 60 bucks. If you're doing a 5% down $40, $45 a month, if you're doing a 20% down every 10,000. So when you understand the numbers and how that's going to impact, and then you can look at your budgeting, you don't want to overspend as Carrie said, but you can look at your budgeting and go, okay, well, uh, 50 bucks is going to buy me another 10,000. You know, what can I eliminate? Well, that, that five, you know, five nights out a month for dinner, taking that down to maybe two nights out could get you that extra, you know, hundred thousand or whatever you need to get that offer. And on, on saving, just uh, make sure that you're looking at the cost, what that could be potentially costing you as you're saving. Cause you have to be able to make sure you can keep up with the mortgage rates increase increasing and be able to keep up with property values increasing because I'm sure Carrie would agree. Um, I don't see property values dro uh, dropping. So if you can't keep up with the appreciation, save mm -hmm. enough, right? That could be uh, a challenge for you. One thing people need to realize that in the Northwest, when we had the 2007, 2008 bubble yeah. that we were in, when we were in the recession, we had the shortest ride on the slow train. The rest of the country was hit way yeah. hard. We are so strong in tech that our market is still great. So as much as I'm saying buy what you can afford, I mean that like if you have you can go spend a buy your first house that's a million and a half dollars buy it now because yes. interest rates are never going to really be better so buy where you can where it fits and makes sense for you yes. but if you say i can afford a million five but i want to spend 800 you might not like yourself later when you realize you needed a bigger house and you've had another kid and you could have bought it at such a great interest rate and you, you look at what that, that million five does in appreciation versus that eight hundred thousand. not just in simple math on appreciation percentage but also the fact that 1.5 is in a better area, a higher appreciation uh, neighborhood uh, for sure. So uh, Carrie, I wish I could just stay here all day with you because I know that we, I know that we could, uh, but my engineer for some reason is
is just saying that we uh, it's time to wrap up the show. So Carrie, thank you so much uh, for being here for the entire show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's just been so much fun to chat with you. Likewise. I really appreciate it. Likewise. And I am your host, Tina Mitchell, your local mortgage expert signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday and your weekend. I look forward to talking more money with you next weekend, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145-420 is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134 The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.